This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard, and alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. And we're, at, we're there. We are at the penultimate of our preview shows, uh, a team very close to Mitch's heart and his beloved second team. And um, joining us to help preview the North Queensland Cowboys is uh, Mark Jessup from the NRL Fantasy Amateurs podcast. Welcome. Hey, thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. No, anytime. I think Boom Rookies, Amateurs, it all fits seamlessly together. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the North Queensland Cowboys, I think it's fair to say, didn't have the best year last year. We were pretty high on them as far as... People around the traps were wrong to do so in hindsight, but um, been a bit fairly significant overhaul, I guess. Like you know, you've signed Chad Townsend and Tom Dearden. Um, I, I don't know. I'm not higher than this year. But <laughs> you I, don't know. Year, that's it. <laughs> I, 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 what's what? What is there to be positive about going into this year? I guess, Mark. We'll start there. All right. Well, I'm 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 a uh, what I'd call a pessimistic optimistic cowboys fan so uh, definitely default mode is well I, you know i've been beaten down by by trying to be optimistic and then you know i'm sure you guys understand that um and then and then ending up uh pessimistic so obviously i was really high on them the last two years obviously the 2017 you know random grand final stretch run where we just ended up getting belted by Melbourne in the grand final that, but that was, a, you know, a, 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 a good show of heart from the boys. And then I've been sort of looking for something like that from the last couple of years. And it's just been disappointing, 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 but, you know, as much as it was just a trial match, Chad Townsend, he seems to be adding a fair bit of professionalism and mm. intent to the Cowboys, which, you know, obviously we, we've got a couple of really talented young players in there and a couple of, you know, obviously, you know, your Tumalolos of the world. And, you know, I think we spent a lot enough time talking about him, you know, in terms of the mm. Cowboys, but, you know, there's a lot of talent there, but not a lot of guidance. And, and I think if, you know, if Todd Payton is who we think he is and not a Seabold and um, we can get everybody on track, then I think it's going to be okay. Yeah, the, the Townsend one's funny because obviously I think the money and the contract are awful, but mm. I don't think he's as bad as the contract. I think he'll be kind of, you know, useful for them this year. As you said, steer the boys around a bit better, a bit more leadership and direction from him. So I think he will be decent, like a better player than the credit. Everyone's hammering him because of the contract, essentially. Everyone thinks he's shit right now. And he's, you know, he's not exciting. Nobody wanted to sign him for their club last year. Everyone wants more upside. But he's a, he's a competent player and clearly he's impressed the club because he's already going in with captaincy. So he's, he's yeah. done the right things there at some regard. It's just more the, um, the deer and drink water thing is gross, which is like, yeah, I don't know. Like didn't look fine in that trial as well. Look quite good, but I don't know how you feel, but for me, it feels like drink water should definitely be that spot and didn't can just go spend some time in Queensland cup. Yeah. So it, as far as I'm concerned, the signing, the signing of Chad Townsend wasn't about Chad Townsend. Mm. The signing of Chad Townsend was about, you know, you look at Tom Dearden, the closest thing he's had to a halfback to stick up to is Brody Croft for the last five years. So, you know, obviously they wanted to get somebody in there with a little bit of professionalism. You know, Chad Townsend is a premiership winning halfback. 
you know, recently as well, you know, he's a, he's one of those guys that he's, he's obviously not the most gifted athlete on the planet, but you know, he prepares well, you know, he does most things fairly well and obviously did and has a lot of raw talent and maybe not a lot of something, you know, all those, you know, the little one percenters that you need to do to get it, get you to that point. So I think the reason why they paid Townsend is to have did and have somebody to basically shadow for mm. 12 to 18 months before taking the reins in the team. Cause obviously that Chad Townsend deal, that's his last deal. Probably it's a big money, but short time deal. And I, I'm almost hundred percent certain it's going to be drink water and yeah. they're going to carry like a, Connolly Lemuelu or something as the 18th man and Deedon's is going to basically sit in Queensland Cup and, and, you know, learn his trade from, you know, sitting behind Chad at training. They've got Thurston at training, you know, once a week now. And, and he's sort of, you know, I think he's going to do it that way. Yeah. And Deedon loves Jonathan Thurston. That's pretty much why he went up there from what I know. He just, you know, he's childhood hero, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, maybe he learns a lot from those two guys, but they do have an exciting roster and that's why it's always hard for me to actually not pick them to do well. Like they do have a lot of good players. Like I'm, you know, Highland Lukey. Everyone loves Highland Lukey already. Jeremiah Nanaya is bags of potential. I was like Murray Tualangi. I'm huge on everyone loves the hammer. Like there's a lot of potential there. It's just um, putting it all together. It's always been an issue for the Cowboys. And it's mm. also my worry this year as well. It's like, whilst I like a lot of players individually, it doesn't mean it's going to be a great team. Same thing. Like I like a lot of the Broncos players. We fucking suck. so i just it's just a weird blend still at the cowboys i'm still like when i put i put on paper look at the team like fuck that's it that's not a bad team yeah but i think think about the reality it's like wait that right edge could still probably can't defend you know maybe they're a bit heavy footed in the middle you know maybe they still get cut up up the up the middle maybe they do i don't know i hope there's a better scenario but i do actually like i thought i'd hate it but i do actually like cohen hess to the middle after spending time there spending an off season Mm. there and I know everyone has fallen for the Cohen Hess hype at some point. Everyone's bought into Cohen Hess and he's yep. let us all down pretty much by the one year outside Thurston. He looks ready for a decent season, in my opinion. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but again, just a trial, but he was slogging his guts out in that trial. And that's the thing you can take from the trials. And he was like trying to push a line speed against Brisbane, like three minutes to go. He was shooting up and trying to hit the fullback. And I don't know how you feel about him. But I think Cohen Hess is actually going to have his best year since that year with Thurston. Yeah, no, I, I mean, Hess for me, he's, he's one, like if you listen to the way that Todd Payton talks about Con Hess, you'd think he was still the same Con Hess from that year. Mm. You know, the way every time you interview, it's like, you know, who had a good game tonight? Cohen Hess. It's like the first thing out of his, it's almost like a reflex at this point, but yeah. it's like, you know, he just loves the way he's, Oh, he carries the ball, good leg speed, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, but if you look at the way that we sort of structured the team or what I believe the team's going to look like this year, there's a lot of guys who they're different players, but they have the same, like, you know, it's all working towards the same goal. Like that middle is going to be Tom Lolo, Cohen Hess, Jermaine Tanoa Brown, Mitch Dunn. And then uh, obviously McLean's taken up his player option, but that's not necessarily a good sign for him in terms of how many minutes he's going to be playing. Um, mm. But yeah. And then they've obviously they've got Ruben Cotter, who's a, you know, Connor Watson style middle. 
so they, you know, if they can get there. that all. He loves Ruben Cotter almost as much as he like, loves Cohen Hess. Oh, <laughs> mate, Ruben Cotter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Ruben Cotter and, and Murray Tolungi is the other one that he just he cannot stop talking good things about Tolungi. Mm, yeah. uh, and then you've got Tom Gilbert as well, who's got that mongrel. You know, he's got a little bit of you know, old school footy player about him. So I think it's promising signs. Uh, I kind of, I'm kind of hoping they decide not to put Granville on the bench and and run with that, you know, Mitch Dunn, Reuben Cotter as the utility, you know, because Dunn obviously he's played a bit of five eight. Uh, mm. You don't want him playing at five eight, but he can do it for twenty minutes if he has to. Uh, and I want him to just maximize that Reuben Cotter and um, Reese Robson combination, and you know, get it, you know, quick play through the middle, and and then obviously let Hammer do his thing. So it'll be interesting to see how it all shakes out. Yeah, it will be. And I don't know how you feel about Val at centre. I'm not in love with it, but it's just like, they're just, they're just not going to put him on the wing, are they? They're just like, we can't no. put a million dollar man on the wing. He's got to be somewhere else. I don't know if you have the same opinion. I, I, I'm sorry. I mean, uh, you, know, I'm a, you know, I'm a huge, uh, what's the word? Huge detractor of the sunk cost fallacy in the sense yeah. that people think that just because you're paying this guy X amount of dollars, you're obligated to put him at the position that's worth the most money. But that's not how things should work. Yeah, he's in the team. For better or worse, you got him contracted to whenever. But the team's End better of time, with time. I feel it was a long deal. Yeah, it's a longer. The, the team's better, I think, if he plays in, at center or wing and fast guy plays at mm. fullback. But yeah, I don't know. Well, the thing with Hamaso is he's not one of those players that goes looking for the ball. So mm. if you got him in the team out on the wing, he's just kind of standing out there in mm. no man's land. He'll go missing. You know, he'll have like sixty run meters for the game or something like that. And that's you know. When you got a guy like that, you cannot have them playing that way, you know. Whereas, obviously, Talung is versatile enough to play either position, but Hamaso he really needs to be fullback because basically, if he gets the ball and it's him and anyone in the NRL, you know, one on one, he's going to score a try. So, you know, if you can get him sort of through the middle, and then obviously you got Valentine Holmes at center, he's a bit of a bigger body. Uh, and, you know, if you can get him running around playing that Tom Travojevic state of origin center role, uh, yeah. you know, I mean, the sky's the limit for the Cowboys, but also the the floor is is pretty low. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were like the least, the team I'd be least surprised making a huge rise from the bottom. Mm. But I also, like you said, like, I feel like you have that sky's limit, but also I still think you're going to be near the bottom. I just won't be shocked if they shoot up because there is so many things. If it works out, there's so many guys that have a high ceiling in the positions they play in. It's just a yep. long season. And it's like, like for example, thinking like, I love Hylam Luki and Jeremiah Nanai, but two young yep. guys coming in playing big minutes on the edge every week. It's very unlikely. They both have a really like a, a long, good 24 game season. It's a long year, yep. you know? And then other guys as well, like, Peter Hiku and Chad Townsend and similar are fine players. Maybe they come in and, ha- and, and just do their job and you got, and other guys like Val Holmes, right, rise, you know, bring the, the uh, floor of the team up. But it's just, um, it's hard to predict really what's going to happen with those guys. Cause also no. last year I thought the same fucking thing <laughs> before that. And yeah, it hasn't worked out thinking that about the, about the uh, Cowboys the last couple of years thinking they'll shoot I, up the ladder. I know this is dumb, but I have them yep. coming last on my ladder prediction, but, I agree in the it's sense that I will They're be favorites, man. It's not dumb. But I will be no. But what I mean, no. What I'm about to say, I mean, this might sound dumb, but I had them last on my ladder. But I agree with you in the sense that I would be less shocked to see them in the finals than the Bulldogs or the Warriors or the Dragons. Mm. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Or the, ti- or the Tigers, for that matter. Yeah, depending yeah, on you could do a ladder up. prediction. You could do a ladder prediction and put them anywhere from sixth to fifteenth. 
Yeah, well, I, I had them fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sixteen. I'm I think they're too good to get. Like, I, like I know it's hard year to pick the spoon because the Bulldogs improved, but I still think mm. the Cowboys won seven games last year, and like, they, they got any worse. I don't think they're going to just drop down to winning four, three or four games or five you... games. I just think. Am yeah. I what? Oh no, I was going to ask Mark if um, yeah. with Tamalolo, like we had Phil Lutton on for our South preview other, and he said that the he he said that the top three locks in the competition in whatever order were Victor Radley, uh, Victor Radley, Cameron Murray, and um, Isaiah Yo. Or did Ando say that? I can't remember. It was either Roosters or Rabbitohs preview. One of them said that. And regardless, I thought it was crazy, not only because I agreed with them, but also because it was like, no one even no one even said, but what about Jason Tamalolo? Which is something that even a year ago would have been like unfathomable. Insane. So like, I just wanted to like, where are you at with yeah. him? Well, I mean... It's it's funny. Uh, I would suggest Tamalolo. Like I know he likes. The, I think he likes the jersey number thirteen. But in essence, he's a prop. Mm. Yeah, like he's. You know, and there's a couple of players. I don't know if you guys notice this not being um, fantasy players, but there's a couple of guys who get named in a jersey, but ne- but they don't play in that position. So like Josh Jackson, even when he plays lock, they name mm. him in jersey number 11, but he plays yes. in the yeah, yeah, middle yeah. every time because <laughs> it's a superstitial thing. Yeah. So, and, but I think Tomololo, like for all intents and purposes, they had a couple of games where they're like, they'll name, like they might name Ruben Cotter at prop so that Jason Tomololo can wear number 13 jersey. But we all know exactly what Tomololo is there for and what Cotter's there for. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, when you're looking at, you know, Tamalolo is closer to Paul Gallon than he is to Cameron Murray in terms of the yeah, style 100%. of the player. You know, so, you know, it, to say Victor Radley, Isaiah Yo, and Cameron Murray, are they a better or a worse lock? It's kind of like, you know, saying, do you prefer roast pork or roast lamb? They're both delicious. It's just, you know, which, which roast do you want in your diet, you know, for lack of a better... Well, I love that you said that, by the way, because so often we get hook, uh, hung up on these ratings of players like it fucking matters. Like that it stuff, doesn't matter. Like, None of it matters. That, like <laughs> what the rating of those three players as a, as the best three locks says is more about how the game changed a lot last year than is about who actually is the better player. Like mm. Jason Tamalolo was the best forward in the world for like six years in a row. Yeah, you know, yeah. and he had a down year last year, injuries in other side, whatever. And the way the game was played changed a bit, but. He'll still be one of the best forwards in the competition this year. I've zeroed out about that. And people seem to think he's just cooked because he had one bad year. It's weird. No one's talking about Tamalolo other than his vaccination status outside of North Queensland. <laughs> no one's talking about him being a good footballer anymore. No. Well, and, and that's the thing. I think the Tamalolo thing, like if the rest, Tamalolo will perform well if the rest of the players in that forward pack do their job. Yeah. You yeah. Know, like, you know, you Cohen Hess, Jermaine Tanoa Brown, Mitch Dunn, Tom Gilbert, if those guys can get the ball moving up the field, Ruben Cotter and Chad Townsend can, you know, can get the team sort of directed. Tom Lolo, like that 2017 grand final run, Tom Lolo was the best player. You know, he that quality of play was up there with what Tom Trebojevic did last year in terms of sheer influence yeah, on a team. You know, like he was playing, he was like 300 meters a game and, just playing absolutely monstrous minutes and just basically put the entire team on his back all the way through to the point where they got belted by 50 by Melbourne in the grand final. You know, but that, you know, that level of influence, that's him. And he's not any different. He's only 26 or something, you know, it's, 
you know, it's not like he's past it. He's just, you know, the cow, like the game last year was just, you know, if you look at, you know, just from obviously from our side, we spent a lot of time looking at the stats of it. And even Payne mm. Haas had a quote unquote bad year last year, statistically where like everyone, but like he was awesome, but you know, he's making less tackles because the ball was just, you know, like third tackle balls out on the, on the wing already. So, you know, you look at guys like that and Tom Alolo, what I would call like consistent power guys that win with consistent power were down last year overall. So they were, well, know, it was a possession, possession based game. Pretty much. If your team didn't have possession, yeah. you were fucked. And Tamalolo, we all know this was never about like, he needs a ball in his hands to be effective. Everyone knows that he's not a great defensive player. He's too big. No. That's just how it works. So, and you know, if you last year, I have no doubt that if you guys were a better team, as you said, he would have still been fucking awesome. And obviously yeah. Todd Payton had some experiments with him early in the year and, probably regretted those, but they tried things with his minutes, his position, whatever about longevity of his career. I think all that should be out the window this year. I think they just want to see the best from Jason again. So probably played decentish minutes, but I, ha- I have zero doubt that the same player is inside Jason Tamalolo. Cause I've seen, as you said, mate, I've seen some things in that dude that no other forwards done in my lifetime. Like some of the times you'd come back on the field when you guys were down 12 or 14 points and you'd win and people would credit like Thurston or someone else. It's like, no, they did that because Tamalolo came on and was like running for 16 meters or 20 meters of carry, you know, <laughs> like yeah. that's why they were awesome. And that player is still inside there. It's just that that player needs a team to have the ball. Yeah. And in PVL ball teams don't like teams hold on the ball in like little in yeah. spurts, you know, as you said, and, not all the games played it through the middle as it was. And he'll adapt. He will. They, they, no one predicted what was going to happen to the game last year when they found the rules out. And pre- we knew that when they found it preseason, it was going to change a lot. But they didn't spend the last like two years crafting Jason Tabalolo ready for how football <laughs> changed. You know, they no. couldn't just one day go, you know what, mate? Can you drop 25 kilos and start passing? Like, no, like, immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Immediately. We need you to look like Cam Murray tomorrow. It's like, no, like, yeah. whatever. He'll be fine. And, yeah. they and did- you can see him doing it. He was going into the line. Yeah. And passing out the back and you're like, mate, that's not your game. Don't do that. Just like smash into them and then offload it if you have, if that's your your strategy, you know, but like, don't, you know, you're not Jake Trebojevic. Don't try to be him because that's not, you know, it's not your bag, mate. So. And I think that's the answer that there is it's not to get, a lot of people are obsessed with making Tamalo ball play. It's like, no, he can still offload, but the answer is someone like Ruben Cotter does that. It's not Tamalo that does that. Because if you ask him to do that, it, it impacts his game, and he's he's not going to be good at it. Like, no, he's he's have cannons on both for arms. How could he pass a football well? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if yeah, but, uh, if Cohen yeah. goes back to being what he was in the past, and a couple of the other guys elevate their game, then that just makes his life so much easier, and he'll just go back to just doing what he does best, which is you know yeah. fucking running it running it well, straight. One hundred percent. So hopefully, like, it's hard for him to accept wearing that uh that different jersey. You know, wearing eight or similar, but I would like to see him yeah. eight with a uh, Cohen has ten and, and Cotter a lock. I mean, probably would have seen more of that last year if Cotter wasn't hurt. We would have seen yeah. more of that weird rotation. As you said, Cotter wearing a different jersey for some reason because Hamalo loves the thirteen. But yeah, I do think there is the, the makings of a, of a good team there, and I like I love Nanai and Luki. Confused by the Luciano Lua thing with Luki and Nanai staying there, maybe Luki ends up in the middle. In the future, yeah. Well, Nano doesn't have a contract for next year. They haven't. I was gonna say they haven't resigned Nano yet, have they? Yeah, but they're fighting to keep him. So they want to. Obviously, they want to keep him. But like, as you said, with Leilua coming, that might give Nano the. That might motivate him to look elsewhere. I don't know. I think it'd be easy enough for uh, Lukey to make the shift to that 
you know, bench yeah. impact. Like he can just slot straight into the role that McLean's going to play this year and bring Luciano in. But even Luciano yeah. could play that ball playing lock role if, you know, he came on a couple of times to the Dragons when he was, you know, way heavier than he what he is now and played that, yeah. played that like ball playing. And we were like, mate, if this guy gets fit, he's just going to be an absolute monster. And, you know, that's what we saw in the, in the trials this, this season. But yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, no, I know Nano, I actually play cricket with his oh, there we go. Uh, brother-in-law <laughs> or his brother-in-law's, yeah, so he's dating my cricket captain, uh, mm. his sister or something. And um, yeah, he's he's holding off signing his contract for some reason. So I don't know if it's that he's got a better yeah. offer or whatever. But That's I really want to keep anyway. him because obviously, he's um yeah he's yeah. he's obviously you know he's he's a big part of this year and future. So he is. I mean, and that's one advantage of the Cowboys, by the way, is the Cowboys always have good young players coming. And that's one thing while you have mm-hmm. down years is, you know, same thing, Brisbane, we suck right now, but it's like, we're going to have a pick of a lot, a few good young players in the coming years. And maybe we can turn them around. Like you guys, you guys have fullbacks coming out your ass. I hate that. But you have like um, Tom Chester as well, for example, they gave a shot to this year. Who's been all right on the way through, but you have a lot of like good young players coming. So mm. maybe, you know, if they don't turn around this year, maybe it's next year we really see the elevation of the of the Cowboys. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah. yeah. I'm 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 trying my best not to be too optimistic. <laughs> yeah, because I'm yeah I've done it the last two years and I've just been disappointed and ended up throwing my TV remote at the wall. So, <laughs> but usually we end up wrong. By the way, hey, it's usually when the team after everyone's given up, they just like that's the time yeah. they, they it's, elevate. It's just, how often does it happen? We're hiring a team, they do nothing, and then it's the next year we're like, well, we're not getting fooled again. So you heard it here first, Cowboys, Tigers, grand final. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, who is your grand final, by the way? Mine? Um, yeah. I think the uh, I've got Manly playing against the Roosters. Wow, Manly getting another mention. And, I mean, we've talked about pretty much your whole squad, but who's someone you think's prime for a big year and who's a young guy to look out for? Uh, it has to be Hamaso. Uh, mm. I think he's in the right spot now just based on his skill set. Uh, he's going he's gonna to have to have a big year. And I think our fortunes are fairly directly tied to, to his year. Um, you know, I think he could have a, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to like draw compact, but like, you know, a Ben Barber, Dali M season, like at, that's the peak for him in terms of, I, I, I mean, he's got to learn to actually pass the ball. Uh, mm. <laughs> but if he can sort of get that moving between him and Holmes, because I mean, Holmes has got a surprisingly good passing game. I think if they can sort of work it out between the two of them, and I think that's the that's the key for the Cowboys. Yeah. Well, for what passing isn't as important as it was a couple of years ago anyway, when you can blow teams up through the middle. So maybe it doesn't matter as much to him and he can learn on the fly. But yeah, yeah. I think he's in for a, a massive year. I mean, I, like, I love that he's gone fullback. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, I, I, it, it'll just get him involved. Yeah. yeah. And it, by the way, you have the Cowboys have the Australian schoolboys fullback too, because they haven't got enough fucking fullbacks. So they got, oh. uh, what's his name? Ragarive Vavik. Is Actually, that's the, before we go, that's someone I wanted to ask you about. Because before last season started, I asked Jonathan Thurston, who was one Cowboy to keep an eye on. He said Dejan Azzi, and he's kind of just fallen off massively. Um, yeah. Barely played first grade last year. What's, what's the go there? I think he had a couple of injuries last year. Uh, he played really well in that first trial against South Supping. Yeah, he threw a sick pass. Yeah. Uh, but I think he's ultimately going to be in reserve grade indefinitely. Yeah, he, he um, has that. We, he also, he oscillates like in between the centers and the halves and similar. He hasn't really yeah. locked a spot, a spot down. And I think so. Too. Yeah. I think he's just going to be one of those guys who plays really well in Queensland Cup. 
is too good for the level. Gets like a couple of NRL games a year, but belongs in uh, yeah. in Queensland Cup. Yeah, I think his spot might be like if he just went, I'm going to dedicate myself to being a centre and wait for Peter Hicku to be finished and then take that right centre spot. I think that might be the yeah. way to go. Um, all right. Uh, before we go, patreon.com forward slash general room rookies if you want to support the boys. Um, we're coming into our 15 to 16 pods in the space of two weeks. So if you've never been a better time to say thank you for all the content that you guys are getting. If you don't want to, that's fine too. But if you do, you get entrance into the Coltrane Cup, access to a Discord server, merchandise, Question time, priority, wiki takes, uh, voting rights, uh, plenty of other stuff as well. So that's patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. And a special shout out to the people in the top two tiers. Dave, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Anthony Anger, Ben Wallace, Butsy, Ken Beswick, Dan Carnane, Doc Hogg, an anonymous backer, Frankie, JSG, James K, Jason, Joel Wrigley, Josh Brandon, Josh Tomer 98, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, lifelong Dolphins fan, Maddie Jenkins, Matt Coleman, Matthew Duggan, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, my ding dong is hard and I'm sad, never trendy, party keg. Pete Fulcher, Razor, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Schneider Pilt, Scores, Seymour Butts, Stephen Hickey, Shawzi, Ty, TB, the not so mature student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, and Woz. Thank you so much for your support. To everyone in the lower tiers and everyone who just listens, thank you as well. Mark, as the guest, uh, what's your ding dong and sadness status? <laughs> oh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's riding high and ready to go, I think. Oh, well, that's good to, that's good to hear. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Um, and where can we, people do, find... Do we get his actual f- finishing position for Mark? Do we get his actual Cowboys finishing position? He said anywhere between 5th and 15th. We did. Yeah, but that's <laughs> the end of his yeah. grand final. I'm going to go with... No, I'm grand go final was... 13th. Yeah, grand final 13th, was mainly Roosters, he said. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's, it's actually, we're not falling for the Cowboys optimism, but it's it's probably going to be the year because of that. Everyone's like, no, nah, they're fu- they're fucked. Yeah, um, yeah. year, and uh, it's fantasy amateurs on Twitter. Where else can people find your supercut oh. fantasy podcast? Yeah, so we obviously we've got a Facebook group, fantasy amateurs www.amateursfantasysports.com backslash nrl. We've got TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Um, just depends on how you prefer your. Fantasy information delivered. Do you do TikToks? I have to watch them uh, now. Yeah, Ryan, uh, my my uh, co-host makes uh, just like highlight, highlight videos and stuff. We had a uh, couple of ones it's go like him, fairly though. viral. Um, yeah, no, he's he's good. He's a, uh, he's the brains a, of the operation. We need a TikTok as well. guy. What Simon's a child? Why doesn't he do our TikToks for us? Yeah, you got a couple of these forty k plays on one of them. What have you? Got a couple of good ones here. Yeah, fifty k plays. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't All know. Right. We don't speak well, to the children, Bungard. We got, we got, we got. No, get, just get Simon or Benny Quakes at one of them. I don't know. Actually, Ben's they're also old now. <laughs> it's, it's, we call Simon. We Simon's not old, is he? He's in his mid twenties. It's just old. Oh, it's so a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark. Say goodbye. Uh, no, guys. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. That's goodbye from me.